0: The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by Scipio. The number one challenge every salesperson faces right now is how to have more conversations with more potential customers and land more appointments. And that's why you've got to go check out Scipio today. I've had too many sales leaders tell me how Scipio has transformed their ability to make contact with customers faster and easier than ever before that I had to go check them out myself. Salespeople using Scipio see a 5x improvement in landing appointments and a 40% lift in show rates. And that means more conversations, which we all know means more sales. Listen, everything has changed in the last year. And that means the way you connect with customers needs to change too. Scipio has the best automated texting platform for building personalized relationships at scale that I have ever seen. But don't take my word for it. Head over to Scipio at Scipio.com and use the code SPRINGFREE for one month on the plan of your choice, courtesy of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Again, that's Scipio, S-K-I-P-I-O.com and use SPRINGFREE to find out just how good a modern messaging platform can be. The Sales Leadership Podcast is also brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. We help sales leaders make how they lead their most defensible competitive advantage. It doesn't matter if you're a new manager, a first-time VP of sales, or a seasoned sales leadership executive. We're all facing new challenges, and if you need someone to talk shop with, I've got you. If you want to become an elite, legendary sales leader for the team you lead, hit me up. Now, get ready for some serious insights from sales leaders that are making it happen, and remember, don't worry, we got you. We got you. Hello, and welcome to the Sales Leadership Podcast, where high-growth sales leaders share high-growth practices and tactics. Today, we are joined by a guest I am really excited about. Eric Buckley is the president of Scipio. Now, Eric has a fantastic record of helping fuel the growth of high-growth companies in a lot of different industries. He's had wildly successful stops at iconic companies like JPMorgan Chase and IBM, and then he's taken up really important roles in having crazy growth at companies like Domo and Nuvi prior to having the opportunity to becoming the president of a high growth company we all know as Scipio. Now, Scipio has the best texting platform I've ever seen. You've heard me mention it on the show a few times because I'm such a fan of what they do. I have had sales leaders tell me they have texting in their bag of tricks until they see Scipio's approach and then they tell me they don't have texting at all. Now, under Eric's leadership, this important tool for every salesperson and sales leader is now being used in teams worldwide. And it's easy to understand why text is the most important, most personal way of communicating with the people you work with. And those that are learning to use it the right way, They're seeing massive improvements in every part of how they find and follow up during the sales process. And I am pumped to discuss this with Eric today. I've been looking forward to it for a while. Uh, I want to share how the best sales teams in the world use texting to fuel how they interact with their prospects and customers. I promise you this is going to be a conversation that you're going to take a lot of notes on. It's going to help you lead your team. I've been looking forward to it for a while. Eric, my friend, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for joining us. No, Rob, that's incredible.
1: Your intro got me pumped up. And I'll tell you what, if if everyone listened to that again, and they believed what you said, we could be done. But let's let's put some of this in context and in color, because what you said is absolutely true. If you're doing this, you're going to beat your competition. And if you're not doing it, you're going to lose to them because uh, texting is the way to convert people.
0: Hey, I'm, I'm pumped. I mean, these guys have heard me talk about you for a, a couple months now, and I'm excited that we finally were able to get you on. Uh, for our listeners, Eric's been starting the roadshow world. He, he just got done spending time at the Outbound Conference, hanging out with some sales legends. Uh, the, the Eric's company, Scipio, is committed to the sales leadership community, and I am really excited to have him here. So why don't we start, Eric, first by having you introduce Scipio to our listeners, Talk just quickly about what you do for your customers and, and where you fit into the ecosystem.
1: That's fantastic. I appreciate that. You know, um, let's get one thing out of the way. People believe Scipio is involved in business texting. While that's technically true, the problem is business texting has a has a connotation that we want to more or less distance ourselves from. There is a side of Scipio that provides short codes and you can do mass texting, but what we want to focus on today and what, what brings great success to salespeople is the side of Scipio that we get your responses. That's what we do for customers. We get people to engage with you on a personal authentic level. As you use the product and you know how to use it, you will get more responses, which as a sales rep or a sales leader is going to get you more appointments for your team or for yourself. And if you halfway believe in yourself, if you have more bites of that apple, you're going to convert more sales. So at the end of the day, Not only does Scipio get you the responses, but it's going to help you build your sales pipeline so you can close more deals.
0: I like it. Uh, That's a really critical part of what, what we're up against as salespeople. I mean, Getting responses, more responses is, the, I'm trying to think if it's ever a bad thing. Even if it's not the response you want, getting more responses faster, I'd always take a fast no than like a long, drawn out maybe, you know what I'm saying? So. Right, right. Um, yeah, I, I think that's really. That's, that's great. So thank you for sharing that. Now you're in some rare air, Eric. I mean, we, this is a sales leadership podcast. And we, we gate the doors, we keep the community to us as sales leaders. And uh, for our, our listeners, you'll laugh, you are probably laugh when I say this. Eric is by trade a marketer that's now the president of a company that services sales teams. Can you just give us like just the highlights, maybe just your career, like how marketing led you to now helping the world's greatest sales teams be more effective?
1: Well, I appreciate that. Uh, and, and you're right. This is, uh, It is awkward. I've been in those uh, executive meetings when sales and marketing don't get along. And uh, so I appreciate the opportunity to break bread and make peace. But, but I got to tell you something. I, my marketing background has been very heavy in product marketing. And if you've studied product marketing as a discipline, one of the roles that we have is sales enablement. So I, I have been an advocate for the sales team to the marketing department. Like these are the things that we need. We need to put these, uh, this team in a better position. So it has really helped me understand both sides of that, that equation because when sales and marketing is working together uh, in concert, great things can be accomplished. But uh, um, it, it does take patience on both sides. There's no doubt about it. But I have great respect for, for someone who can walk in and make things happen. And that's, that's the definition of a great rainmaker. They make things happen. They move the ball forward regardless of whether or not they feel the marketing department is supporting them. So I understand and, and I have done sales myself. I've knocked on doors. I've made cold calls. Nice. I have um, held quotas before nice. in the past. So I know what that pressure is, and that's why I ran to get into marketing. I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> but the truth is is I love the process of influencing and convincing people i love it and i think it starts early on and Mm -hmm. it and it ends with the closer getting a signature on a contract or or getting that check so um with with the patience and and with the the apologies to your large audience of just amazing sales leaders i'm going to do my best not to offend but really to bring thoughts and ideas that will help them do uh, a lot better in uh in their job this quarter next quarter
0: no, the that's that's all in good fun man. There's no offense at all. Uh you're on this show for one reason you understand like texting and how it works in the sales process. And, you know, a few years, not very long ago, it was was video was new to the sales process and people spent a lot of time figuring that out. And I think video was more mainstream to the sales process before texting was. And um, and so this is an important topic. We've never covered this, like focus this on the show. I'm really excited to have you as, as a subject matter expert on this. As this is what you help sales teams do every single day. And we're going to have a lot of sales leaders better off because of this conversation. So thank you for joining us. But let's get after it, man. Let's just hit it. Texting. Let, let, right? yeah, let me, uh, how important is it to the sales process?
1: No, it, it's super important. I want to go back to what you just said about 30 seconds ago about video being yeah. a part of it. Do you know why that is? I mean, because to me, it's obvious. When you're on video and you're speaking to somebody, it's authentic. Right, And the problem why texting hasn't been such a push in the sales funnel. Now it is in marketing. Texting is being a big deal in marketing, pushing offers out, pushing, pushing, pushing. Yep. Um, the reason why is because the sales, guy, the sales team is like, well, that's ridiculous. Why would I use and rely on something that's going out to 10,000 people at the same time? And they're right. That's not what we're talking about here. And Scipio has products. That, that does all that. But what I want to talk about is you have got to start texting authentically, but also in an automated fashion to all of your prospects. So number one, let's talk about uh, what's key about it. Here's why. And you know this if you are in sales, especially if you're an SDR or an ADM or setter, how whatever you want to call them, BDRs, you know that people aren't reading your emails as much as you want. You celebrate with a 10% open rate. You think, Oh yeah, I got 10%. Are you kidding me? 10%. I mean, what part of your life is 10% a great number? It's not. And then the other thing is, is when you're on robo dials or you're calling people all the time, how many people are actually picking up the phone and excited to talk to you when you're cold calling them out, out uh, of the gate, So number one, the reason why texting works is because it's the last platform, if done correctly, that has not been burned and is not completely spam. So what I'm talking about here is I'm talking about texting with a 10-digit number, not a short code and not something that is a number that's shared by your entire team. I'm talking something that goes from you to your prospect or to your client or to your customer, whatever that is, that is your voice that it's intended f- to be delivered to them. And, and this is the most important part, and if you remember nothing that we say, you have to want and desire a response. And the reason why that's important, and we'll talk a ton more about this, is because it's going to drive you to write better messaging. But that's what we're talking about here. We're talking about texting that is, it's real. It's authentic. It's like those videos that we talked about earlier. It, it gets people to say, oh, that's my personal contact with that company that I thought about doing business with. Okay. Yeah, that's great. And if I don't have time to respond now, that's okay because I have my personal contact. That can, I can respond on a Saturday because I know they have their phone just like I have my phone while I'm watching a soccer game with my kids or something of that nature. That's why texting works. It's a platform. They see it. 98% of all texts get read, guys. 98%. Can you say that about your emails? The 98% of your emails get read? of all texts get read. So if you write it and you send it in a fashion that's from you and you are eliciting a response, you're going to get it. You know, I'm so convinced of this. uh, I got to tell you a funny story. So About two years ago, uh, we hired a new uh, VP of sales. Great guys with us today. Fantastic. And we were kicking off a a new program and uh, we had our customer list, our target list and, And, uh, we, we sat down, we wrote out the strategy, what was going to happen, the marketing department, the sales department, so they could work together. they said, okay, let's get after it. And I said, you know what? I want to be a part of this because I like to test things as well. I like to be in the mix to figure out what's working, what's not. So I said, Hey, I'd like to do it. Can I get a little piece of that, that list myself? So we sat down and, and I carved out a little piece. And then the sales team had their own piece. So within 24 hours, I come into the VP of sales because I'm a competitive person. All right, Wes, how many have you done? How many you got? He looks at me and says, man, I haven't got anyone on the phone yet. I said, what are you talking about? I've already closed two deals. And he (laughs) says, how in the world are you doing that? And I looked at him kind of weird and I thought, oh my gosh. I said, Wes, are you using Scipio or not? No, I'm just, I'm calling the people. I'm emailing like, oh my goodness, you work at Scipio now. And we had we we talk about that and we laugh over it all the time. But the truth was, is I used our product, he used traditional methods, and 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 he's been very successful in his career. He is no slouch whatsoever. He's very very good. I'm gonna have to but have I Wes
0: on. Feel- I'm gonna have to have Wes on the show to have him have a rebuttal to that story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, don't do it. No no no. Don't do that. <laughs> anyway, I want to win this argument. So anyway, the, the truth was is. The reason why it was working is because I just reached out and said, Hey, sorry, you know, you probably haven't, uh, probably don't know me, but this is Skippy, this is what I'm doing. Is this something you're interested in? Could you reach out to me and let's talk? People would say, Actually, yeah, let's have a discussion. It helped elicit more of a response because it was me writing that message. But here's what I did I would send it out to 10 people at a time. I didn't send it out to 200 because number one, the way I was writing my message, I knew people would respond. And if I sent it to 200, all of a sudden I would have 50 responses. I'd be overwhelmed. People would immediately say, oh, well, that's a robot. That's a bot. I don't mm. want to engage. But the way that what you do it is you, you've, got to, you've got to be yourself, be real, and, and ask yourself a question. You sales leaders who have sales teams, think about your top performers. You've got to believe that one or more of them, they're using their personal cell phone and they're trying to go after people as well. They're, tech, they're trying to text those people, whether they're trying to follow up or whatnot. The first thing you ought to do as a sales leader is go and have a meeting with your marketing department, specific whoever runs your lead generation, and say to them, I need to make sure we're capturing cell phone numbers. I have mm-hmm. to do it. I need cell phone numbers in the top of the funnel. And we need to have permission to text these individuals. It, it takes two seconds You put some language on your your form fills. But when you have cell phone numbers, now you have the ability to reach out to them via text, via an automated system. Uh, And and quite frankly, they expect it. And you'd be surprised because a lot of people think, oh, it's invasive. Isn't that kind of too personal to be texting people? The answer is no, not at all, if you do it the right way. Yeah, if you're spamming them, they're going to hate you. If you're sending messages and you have no intention whatsoever for them to respond to you and you don't care if they do. And if right. they do respond, you take, it takes four days to, for you to get back to them. Then yeah, you're going to burn that bridge. They're not going to like you, but if you're sending it out with, with the intention of getting that response, not only will they appreciate it, you will find yourself having more meaningful conversations. But the truth is, is, you know, when COVID started shutting businesses down and we saw it, I mean, we had a lot of our customers, those sales teams and sales individuals who had gone through the pain in the beginning of making sure they're collecting cell phones, guess who continued to hit their quotas? Guess who Mm. continued to get sales going? Are those people? Because you call their office, people aren't in their office. They're working at home. And if you don't have a cell phone, what are you going to do, right? That's a problem. So right now, if you haven't begun this already, right now go to your marketing department and demand, not ask, demand that they start collecting cell phone numbers. Over 70% of consumers, think about this, 70% of consumers would rather text a business than talk to them on the phone. Wow. Why do I'm you think that
0: is? Why do you think that is?
1: Because it's way more convenient, uh, Rob. I mean, think, think about this, Rob. If I pick up your phone call, I, I'm in for at least two, three minutes where I can't really focus on something else. If you text me, I can read that text, but I can start continue to read an email, then jump over and give you a quick response and I'm right back into something else, it doesn't dominate and take away my time and distraction. So if I'm walking down the street and I'm like, you know what? I actually am interested in that product. I can quickly text in that business, get the information I want, blah, blah, blah. While I'm still walking down the street, having conversations with friends, maybe True. or just enjoying the scenery. It's not, it's non-disruptive. That is how we have, we've have become. And, and you'd be surprised the type of industries that are changing towards this way. I'm, I'm talking about traditional industries like, Law firms, the attorneys, they, they're they now collecting phone numbers. Um, they're, they're collecting cell phone numbers. People who sell into law firms are collecting more cell phone numbers because people would rather just have a quick text conversation. Now, texting, it won't do a couple of things. Number one, it's not going to close the deal. And number two, it's a horrible negotiation tactic. But I tell you what it does do, it gets them to respond to you so you can set up time and to do those things. So it's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot better. I, you know, I shouldn't admit this over the airways, but I've admitted it enough where I'm not shy about it anymore. I read emails three times a day. Right as I get to work, during lunch and at night, that's it. If you send something to me at two in the afternoon, you best be sending me a text saying, hey, Eric, I shot you an email. Can you take a look at that real quick? Because otherwise, no,
0: I, I don't have time for email. It's, I it, don't think that's unusual, Eric. I just cut you off so forgive me. I think yeah. that's super important for all of our sales leaders to listen to. I mean, a lot has been said about you know seventy five or maybe it's more than that now percent of emails never even get opened. Forget about don't get read; they don't even get opened, right? You no. would know better than I. No. Um, but I know it's at least that high. It was that it was that high a couple of years ago? It's probably worse now. But like, there's a lot of people that are doing a lot of training. I'm thinking of Jill Conrath for one and many others, like time blocking is more important than it's ever been because there's so many distractions. And what you just said, you open three emails three times. I'm the same. I schedule, when I schedule my day, here are my blocks for opening and responding to emails. And I only do it when I'm scheduled to do it because email has been proven to be the world's biggest distraction. Distractor in yes. what's going on. So. Yes,
1: I, absolutely. It, it and I love what you're saying there because um, it, it is about time, and that's why when you when you do when you use text and people use text uh, use text when they're going to a business, it is to me. It's it's a sign of respect. It's like, look, I know your time is valuable, so I'm just going to send you quick messages. You can respond back in your time, but just respond back with quick messages. We don't have to have a long conversation right now, but let's just set up the next conversation. I think it's very uh, – uh, it's kind of a nod to individuals like, look, I know your time's valuable, but so, so is mine. So let's just do this real quick until we can get to a real conversation.
0: So there's a yin to every yang. Fair to say? I mean, there's a yin yeah. to every yang, Yeah, <laughs> right? <think> that's fair. <laughs> and and um, you gave me the yang. You gave me two yangs just now, man. You gave me a yang of texting is bad for closing, and you gave me a yang of texting is bad for negotiating. And I totally see why you say that. Let's go to the yin side of that yang, Okay. Is there like two or three places that you would say, listen, these like you've get, you've already had some awesome conversation with me around. Make sure marketing is grabbing your cell phone, your mobile numbers, so we can use yeah. them. So I got right now, you got over you know several thousand sales leaders that are listening to you talk right now, and um, and so I want to give them. Okay, so rule one, get the marketers to help you get the texting numbers. Now, rule two, what's the end? Where are the best places like? Even if you've never really gotten good at this texting stuff before, like is there like a couple of places that you can be like sticking your toe into the swimming pool and and waiting before you're swimming? The
1: first the first place you ought to use texting, the first use case, if you will, is your initial outreach.
0: Mm. Um, tell me why.
1: And I'll tell you why. Well, speed to lead, right? If, if I'm coming at you as a prospect, most people know this because Gartner has talked about this for years. Up to 70% of the homework is done before a prospect raises their hand. Yes. So you have to know that you're not the only one that they're raising their hand. They've probably narrowed their vision down to two, three, no more than five, definitely, but two or three people that they're looking at. So if you can get to them first and often, your your opportunity to pitch and or win that deal increases. So – texting is a way to do that. So if someone raises their hand and says, yeah, you know what? Actually, I'd like to talk to a sales rep. They're probably going to say, all right, I'll look for their email when it comes through, or, you know, maybe get a a strange phone call. I'm never going to answer because you're dumped into an auto dialer, which auto dialers have their place. I'm not, not disparaging it totally. But if two, three, five minutes go by and they get a text and says, Hey, this is Rob. Uh, I I represent the Jepson performance group. I just got your info. Can you chat right now? When, when you get that, it's like, oh, yeah, okay, good. Wow, they sent my information right along, and that person is reaching out to me. Uh, can't chat now, Rob, but uh, I'd like to set up some time. Well, great, let's get something on the calendar. You immediately get them to read your response. You know, uh, They know that you're interested. Uh, um, excuse me, you get the, the prospect to know, hey, you matter to us? I'm reaching out to you as soon as I possibly can in a method that's not uh, totally disruptive to your day. Um, So it's just that's the first use case you should do. And that's why you go to your marketing group and say, I need to get cell phone numbers. I need to get those numbers so I can immediately pass them along to my sales team and my BDRs, SDRs, setters, whatever. They can immediately text those individuals immediately. So just let them know, hey, got your information. You ready to chat? Hey, do you want to chat now? Do you want to set up an appointment right now? Whatever that is. That's number one. I'm going to tell you the other most obvious obvious okay. thing to do. It's to follow up. When you get off a phone call with somebody, nothing, it, you know, back in the day, and, and still people do this because I, I get these in uh, every once in a while, handwritten notes. You know, someone writes you, hey, thank you so much for the interview. Hey, thank you so much for taking time they send an email really cool it's classy it's fun i like getting them i i think high i think more highly of those individuals after i get them well you know what also works is later that evening or late, early the next morning you get the text from someone that says hey thanks for spending a few minutes with me mm-hmm. i've had to i've had some time to think about what you have said and and i think we ought to get together to continue that conversation or thank you so much for uh listening to me i know now is not a good time for you that's okay we'll be in touch you can schedule text messages very easily if you're doing it correctly. And that is a great text to send to someone, whether they have accepted your proposal or denied it or pushed it, whatever that is, that's the other use case you ought to be using because it, it sends a signal to them, I'm available. Here's my phone number. If you ever need anything, just reach out. So the first two that I would do is that uh, speed the lead, Get them a text message as soon as possible. And then after you've had that, those conversations or whatever that looked like, make sure they're getting a, a personalized text from you, thanking them. And also just it, it allows them to understand I can be reached anytime. So on a Saturday afternoon, uh, if you're headed to a movie theater, you can just say, hey, you know what? Let's talk on Monday. That you want them to feel like they can text you because you've texted them. So that those to me are kind of low-hanging fruit. If you're not doing that now, you're falling behind your competition.
0: Yeah, I've actually had people try to sell to me. It makes me wonder if these these people that are are having success with me actually are your customers, to be honest with you. I'm thinking (laughs) about two people that I've recently purchased from, and they followed that playbook you just identified almost to a T. And uh, so offline, I'll have to talk to you about that and and say, tell me if these guys are your customers so I know what's happening to me. (laughs) Maybe, maybe. (laughs) Because because if it is, it's working. Um, So I like both of those, those good ways. One of them I like is based on the marketers getting that email. So it's speed to lead. I want to sit on the second one for a minute, if you don't mind. Um, You know, it's more that one of follow up so you're to use that one. If you ha- you can still be effective using text, even if you haven't had marketing get you the te- the the mobile number in your conversation. You can you've set your appointment, your BDrs, your ADMs, whatever they've set the appointment. When you're on the phone, you're going to set up a follow up situation. Um, if you haven't had marketing get you that mobile device number and you're on the phone, is that an opportunity you need to be prepared to have a process on how you get to that level? Because it sounds to me like the quicker you get to that level, the more likely you are to like add fuel to the cycle time. I I got to think your cycle time comes down because you have more meetings that hold, you're talking more frequently, they're feeling more personalized. I got a lot of questions about this question. I got a lot of deeper I want to go, but I want to sit on that. Like for people that are either doing outbound where they're finding stuff on their own, Mm-hmm. Or someone set up an appointment they're on that appointment and I'm getting ready to follow up. Is there an art to getting to that text level? Is there like, uh, there, to there that? totally
1: is, you know, as we talk about that, the other thing, you know, when you do discovery calls, everyone has like you got to get one, two and three and four information before you put them on as a, a good sales qualified lead or an opportunity. Right. One yeah. of those is for example, what's your buying time? You know, are they buying this quarter? Are they buying next quarter, are they buying next year. The thing that all sales leaders need to start putting in those qualification discovery calls or whenever that whenever they determine that that list to be done, get the cell phone number. And but I want to I want to put an asterisk here and everyone needs to hear this. There are rules that govern texting as a business. Okay, it's called TCPA, the Telecommunications Privacy Act. If and marketing departments know this very, very, very well if you text people without their permission and you're sending them offers all the time, potentially they can come back and take legal action against you. It's rare, but they can do it. Um, so you want to ask them, say, Hey, do you mind if I get your number so I can text you right in that first message? You ought to just reaffirm that they allow, they said it is okay to text you. So if I hadn't texted you at all, Rob, and I was following up with you, and and we had a conversation you gave me and you said yeah yeah text me anytime. i would have i would say in that first hey rob it's eric thanks so much for your time yesterday and and as you as you uh as you allowed me to i'm texting you um let me know if that's still going to be okay going forward and then i would move on i'd say some, you know i'd change the topic about what else we're talking about but that's important just so you guys know you need permission to text people uh, as a business especially if you're doing a marketing or a sales offer you just you just have to can I interrupt
0: you real fast? Just, I'm yeah. sorry. Don't forget what you were going to say. Like make a note, put a pen in it. I got to ask you a question on this. Okay. Yes. All right, brother. Um, what you just said, I think I, I had to stop you because it reminds me so much of not very long ago when people were figuring out their, their playbooks for how they use LinkedIn and mm-hmm. how you use LinkedIn was about you know, finding ways to connect first and then have a message of some kind second. And then ultimately you want to find a way to take that to get their email address. So you can take that online conversation offline somehow. That was like what the whole playbook was like, figure out how to go from connection to message to figure out how to get their email or phone number. This isn't that different. You're now saying we've had a conversation, make sure you get to the mobile number, not, you know, and, and, I think this is really important for people to say, let's, let's make that part of our process because there sounds like there's a little training that will go into it because we're going to make that sometimes maybe uncomfortable, comfortable. Yeah. But as you work with people it, like just, I'd love your take asking for that, for that mobile device. Is that something sales that people should feel more, they should feel confident asking for. Or is oh that something goodness, they is like, is, is there, cause I want to like, I, again, I feel like that's something that we need to have be like the normal, and yeah. I'd love your take on like, is there resistance in that? Or is it based on like how you ask for it? Like if you give them a reason, then of course I'll let you. Any comments around that? Yeah, absolutely.
1: Well, I mean, because statements are really big. I know uh, Jeb loud talks about that all the time. Yeah. The because statement. Well, yeah. I mean, if you're going to ask him for it, they're going to, they're, they might think in their mind, well, why do you want my cell phone? And you can say things like, hey, can I get your cell phone? Because I'd love to send you just a thank you text. Also, maybe it's a reminder text for our meeting or maybe it's, hey, let me text you some more information as it comes in. Or I just want to be able to send you a text so you can text me back at any time that's convenient for you. So if you, if you feel like you need to do that, you need, you, there's so many different ways in which you do it. It just depends on what you're talking about at that time. But here's the thing. What you said is gold. You have to be comfortable asking for that. And I'm telling you, more and more people are super comfortable giving it to you. Yeah. Uh, so it's not as if you're asking, hey, can I get your home address? Because I'd like to send you flowers. It's the last four that. digits
0: of your of your social security number. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, we're not going there. What's the name <laughs> of your first pet? What street did you grow up on? <laughs> exactly. So,
1: I mean, we're not talking that stuff. But, but the truth is, is um, if you need to have an excuse refer to the, well, the the use case that you want to use that for. Hey, I'd like to get your cell phone number because I want to follow up with you in the coming days and weeks to remind you of that appointment, et cetera, et cetera. It's just like something as simple as that.
0: I like that. And uh, I, I have one thing, and then I want you to have to go back. People are putting it in their in their their footer of their emails, too. Like have their, They have their mobile device number. Does that almost give you permission to use it there? And if you use it, say, hey, I got this. Do you need to say where you got it from if they haven't okay, given you express so- permission?
1: That is a great question. And, and I don't know if that's been actually answered because I've asked that question a couple of times. I need to get on yeah. my legal team again and figure it out. But I would say this. If you're going to use it, you're going to drop it into your automated system like a Scipio. Your first text should be like, hey, I just got your uh, cell phone number off of your email signature. Is it okay if I text you? say that first. And then, then they, they respond and say, yeah, it's totally fine. It's totally cool. Uh, and then you're, you're, you're good to go. They've opted in, if you will. They call that the double opt-in, but okay. to me, if you, if I'm handing out my cell phone, that's cause I just, I want people to go ahead and, and text me anytime. So uh, I, I have, I mean, if you know me, you know, I want people to text. So. Boom. Anyways. All right. That, those
0: are all the places I want to take it. Now back to where you were when I so rudely interrupted you about five minutes ago.
1: We talked about you, you and I, you had mentioned something about getting to a level of texting, like a text. It's almost like a a level in a relationship. Right. Look, you set that stage on the very first text that you send. And and here's what I mean by that. If your text is marketing and spammy, you have no relationship, nor will you have one. If your first text is, hey, this is me. No. Hi, you. This is me. I'm from this. I'm reaching out because this it's, it's a great opening series and statement. And if you do that, right, I have started a good texting relationship. Now here's how I maintain it. Here's how I mature it. Every time I send a text, it's because it's personal and I make it that way. It's not, Hey, guess what, Rob? We just announced a new feature in our product. Check it out here. Link. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I mean that's that's very not cool.
0: Now you've burned that. that that's number. right. That's yeah.
1: right. All that good, all that good mojo that we had in the beginning is gone. So the texting relationship, if you will, as it matures, you've got to be the mature individual in that relationship as well. So keep it personal. Keep it authentic. And what I mean by personal, I don't mean like it's it's an intimate type of thing. I mean personal, as in I know that I'm sending this directly to your phone. I'm saying this directly from my phone. I want to make sure that when I do so, I respect your time, your energy, and your attention. So that's why I'm doing it this way. So, And and going back to our earlier discussion, it's very important to um, to, obviously to be authentic, but to reach out in a manner that is from you and you're eliciting a response. You're giving them an opportunity to respond to you because they will. They will do it. This transitions into something that we do. We do at Scipio. We call it good message, bad message. Okay, I can't wait. To <laughs> we hear started it. doing this. We started doing this a couple of years ago, and we're going to make it a thing. So, uh, anyone listening to this, I'm going to copyright that right now. Um, <laughs> the, he, here's the deal. There's so many times when will our consultants will talk to us. And they'll say, "Yeah, I spent some time with someone on the phone." And they said, this isn't working. I don't know how to use the platform. We say, why? Well, I'm not getting responses. Well, let's look into it. And they'll log into their, their account and their messaging Sucks. is atrocious. Sucks. It's atrocious. It's, it's, it's almost offensive. Here's, a, here's the ideal bad message. If I was going to type it in, into an email, I shouldn't copy and then paste it into a text. I, that is the worst ever. Nobody wants to read a long text, number one. Number two, nobody wants to get the same message on two different platforms. They just don't. If mm-hmm. it's if you have to construct an email, like we said, maybe you're sending over a contract. Maybe you're sending over a lot of details into a negotiation thing or or some service agreements or whatnot, and it's got to be something that's long form. That's fine. Put the email together, then send the a text that says, hey, Rob, it's Eric. I just sent you an email. I I do need your eyes on it. Did you get it? Again, I end with a question because I want your response. I want you to say, yep, got it. I'll look at it soon. So you want to have good messaging going out, not bad messaging. Copying uh, or using your texting platform like it was email, that's a bad idea. Here's, Here's something else, a really bad idea. Don't use it like they're your chum chum. They're not your next door neighbor. They're not your brother-in-law. They're a business uh, associate. Okay. So treat it like that as well. You know, if, if you're, if, you know, you go by Rob, maybe yeah. your full name's Robert. If I haven't gotten your permission to call you Rob, I shouldn't do it in the text. Hey Rob. No. Hey, don't Robert. call
0: me dude. Right.
1: That's right. What's up brother. And then <laughs> yeah, exactly. you a funny gift. I just, I just got this really funny gift. I thought I'd send it to you and it might be offensive to that individual. So, That's another big no-no. Don't do that in in your text messaging unless you have permission to do so. Then the last one is don't send links and offers in the first two or three texts. Just don't do it. Um, Regardless, let's say you're a a BDR and someone has said, yes, I'm interested in uh, learning more about your system. So you're trying to get a hold of them. They don't respond to your first text. That's okay. So you're sending them like a few texts and whatnot, and they're still not responding. Don't just think, oh, okay, I'm just going to turn over this authentic texting platform now into my spam machine. Don't do that. Um, You know, always make those things authentic. And at the end, if they're not responding to you, to that phone number, and they said they would, right? But they don't, like, let's say you've sent them eight messages, right? What is it? What is the uh, number You, you would probably know, Rob? eight or nine or 10 times that you have to reach out to someone before they respond on average. Yeah, so anyway, let's say yeah, it's, let's, it's
0: about what you just said.
1: Okay. So let's say you got to that ninth message. That ninth message should be as authentic and personal as the very first one was. As a matter of fact, we, we use Scipio obviously for our, uh, our prospects as well. So our last message is, Hey, this is my last time reaching out. I know I've been, uh, you uh, know, it's, we're, we're doing it short form. It's like, I know I'm persistent. This is my last time reaching out. If you're still interested in the future, you can always reach me at this number. And then that's it. Right. And then we may even send, cause I've seen some of our campaigns that will say, I'm going to send you back over to the marketing department. Maybe they can get a hold of you there, but I'm always available for you. And then the next time they get text messages from the marketing department, it's a totally different number. So they always feel like, oh, okay, that's the, that's the spammy stuff. But I have a relationship with Eric at Scipio because that's his number. Hey, Eric, actually, I'm so sorry I've been on vacation the last uh, two or three weeks. Let's talk. Then I, I still have, I haven't burned that bridge. I kept it authentic, etc. So that's the idea. No matter what, um, keep your messages uh, authentic, real, personalized, right? Use their first name. Uh, not every single text because they think, they think you're copying and pasting, but use it now and again, ask questions, try to elicit those responses. But but that to me is, uh, that's how you mature that relationship. You, so, you stick to
0: those. Eric, this has been amazing. Like you're so good. Like I knew this was going to be a good conversation, <laughs> but it's been more I think more impactful than I expected it to be. And I also see now why it required a product marketer to be the president of a sales technology because um, bad messaging done at a more personalized level will just really reinforce forever that there's someone that they either do or do not want to work with. Right. uh, (laughs) So, so I have two quick questions and then I want to, get into our rapid fire like we do with everyone. Can't wait to hear your, your three questions on that one. And, uh, and then we'll make it easy for people to get a chance to, to connect with you. And, and we have a special offer for everyone on Scipio as well. So yep. um, let, let me do that. Let me, let me start with the first one. You made a statement right in the very beginning, man. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. I'm, I'm holding up my notebook. I've burned up pages of notes already, okay? <laughs> and one of the very first things you said uh, about 40 minutes ago, was texting is something where you should expect a response. It's different than email where you're hoping for the right response rate. But when you do texting, you should expect a response. Uh, I love that because I'm a, I'm a subscriber to intent is more important than technique. Mm -hmm. And and you should be doing this expecting that you'll get a response. And that by definition should change a little bit uh, on, on how you write that message. Can we sit on that? I didn't, you were cooking with gas and I didn't push pause, man. And that's where I, 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 I do my best work as a podcast host is pushing pause at the right times. That's too important of a topic, not to give you a couple more minutes on.
1: Yeah. I love it. And you know what? I, I'm glad you came back to it. Cause I even said at the time, Hey, I'm going to talk about that a little bit later and I, I yeah. failed to. So, it, so here's why uh, you, you have to have that mentality. It will force you to be more patient, more constructive, more poignant in writing your messages so those who use our platform for example or or any other type of automated platform that does this which no no offense to others but they're not doing it the way we are but what you do is when you sit down and you write that first message if your intent is i want them to respond to this you're going to sit there and say okay what would i respond to Like what's authentic, what's real, but what would I respond to? You certainly won't respond, hey, Rob, it's Eric. We have 50% off all of our furniture this weekend. Hope to see you there. Yeah. What? No, that's not what you would do. So it, it sets your mentality first. If you want to get a response, it's going to set your mentality. Here's the other thing it's going to do. If your first, second, third messages or your iterations of them are not getting responses, you will not be afraid to change your message. We here at Scipio, we, we change our outgoing messages every month or two. We just do because we know we well, got to keep it fresh, you got to keep it new. But consumer behavior changes all the time, folks. So you've got to be timely and whatnot. So the uh if you have the mentality of like, look, I need to get a response, that means I'm setting my expectations and I'm gonna be hard on myself. I'm gonna make sure that I'm asking. Uh, great things. I'm asking something that's important. I'm introducing myself in a manner in which they feel comfortable responding. I'm also introducing myself in a manner in which they know I'm real. Let that sink in, right? Because they're getting texts from other people. They're getting spammed all the time. How do they know you're real? Well, that, so when you say I need to get a response, I need to get a response. It forces you to be way more disciplined in that approach of what to say um, far more so than writing an email or, or, you know, auto dialing somebody, uh, cause it, it just, it just does. It really, it, it try it. You know what it does? It, it bleeds out that bad messaging side of you. Cause all of us, we we have too much to do in the day. We, sometimes we just get too busy. It will help put that one at arm's length and just focus on, no, I want to write the right message, but I'm not going to be afraid to change it next week.
0: That's a great answer. To that thank you. I, I I could talk about that topic for a long time, but we really are are up on it, and I, that's a good way to to. You know, I, I think of my buddy, who's a, one of my favorite sales leaders ever. That was an Army Ranger. That he he said he brought the Army Ranger one shot, one kill mentality to how they prospect. And a lot of people don't like that. I guess it's not sensitive enough. And I apologize if that's insensitive to some of our listeners, but that changed a lot of what his team did. Instead of just casting as wide a net as possible, how do I be relevant to every single person I talk to? So I like oh, that. I love that. Yeah. And so anyway, last one, and this got to be fast because I want to I want to wrap up and give people access to you. Um, if you were to say what the top benefits are, just to wrap this up, we talked about how, we've talked about that it's important. We've talked about a number of the reasons why it's important you know, where would a sales leader expect to see some of these benefits? Is it like shorter sales cycles? Is it better win rates? Is there any kind of things like that that you can point to and say, here's a couple things you could expect to have happen to your sales org. If you choose to use text the right way.
1: Okay. I'm going to be bold here.
0: Um, I love it.
1: I have uh, yet to see any uh, customer of ours using our platform the right way. Everything I said right now to you during this podcast that have followed those rules, I've I've yet to see anyone who didn't double their response rate, double their conversions. Now, everyone has a different measure of conversion. But whatever your conversion is, whether it's, you know, I got them to the appointment, I got them into my door, I got whatever, whatever your measurement is today with your current processes. If you're doing this right, and you're using texting correctly, you'll double it, you just will. And I've seen people do way more than that. Quick story. Um, w- we've been big in the gym industry for a long time. Uh, oh, wow. there, there was a, a, a gym in uh, Scottsdale, the boutique type gyms, right? So we're talking about your membership is 250 on a, a month. Uh, one of this, this gym was having a show rate of 30%, meaning they would fill out a form online and say, Hey, yeah, I'll take your bootcamp for four weeks. And then they would show up at their door, 30% show rate form fill to showing up at that door. That's a really good rate of return. And those guys, they convert 80% of those people that walk through their door. They just do. That person says, I don't know if I can do better. They called me a few months later and said, I, you got to know this. I'm at 92% show rate. 92% Wow. because of the way in which they were doing it. And there's Dang. secrets to that. And our consultants can help people do that. But they, that is what Scipio does. It increases whatever your response or conversion is. We'll double it if you're doing it correctly.
0: Hey, that's a great way to end this conversation, man. You have been a terrific guest. I, I finished every conversation with three questions. Rapid fire, we'll go through it quick. Top of mind, you ready? Um, go for it. Okay, <laughs> biggest sales leadership challenge you see. And I'm really interested because you, you help run your own sales team, but you're working with sales teams. Biggest sales leadership challenge you see right now? Hiring. How do you beat it?
1: you got to be faster than everybody else and more... Uh... Uh, more influential, more attractive than, than the next guy. Okay. That, that's such a hard thing. Uh, you know, everyone knows this. It, the, uh, the rainmakers, the really yep. good ones, they're very hard to find.
0: Love it. Thank you. Number two, when this stays with your thing in hiring, when you're building a team, when you're interviewing people, when you're trying to pick those people that will be on your team, do you have a go-to interview topic or question that you look for? And, and when you leverage that or ask that or utilize it, what is it you're looking for?
1: We actually have a process. We, we take people through an assessment with strengths. So it doesn't necessarily get them the job, but we know that when we hire them, because we know what their strengths are, we know how they will perform their job, the mm. process they will go through. And so it helps us understand, okay, is that going to be a good process for their coworkers? Is that something that people will want to work with? So that is the thing that we do during, so it's not necessarily a question, um, uh, but it is a process that we look at and it it really does project and predict future success
0: with us. Okay. Last one, leaders or readers. And we have people that are listening to this show because they want to either become an elite sales leader or they want to accelerate their journey on how they become that elite sales leader. Is there any kind of anything you've read that you would suggest to our listeners that maybe they get their hands on as part of their leadership journey?
1: I'm going to give you the, 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 the oldest Bible in the world, okay? okay? So it's the very first self-improvement, self-help book ever, but I'm still a believer in it. and I recommend it to everyone who hasn't read it. Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Love there it. are mental exercises that are found in that book that if you do it, you will find yourself um, being more optimistic being more productive and uh, and quite frankly, being more of a pleasure to be around. Uh, So it's it's nice. And it, it, listen, if you've never read it, you're crazy. It's like a hundred years old. (laughs) Read the book.
0: Okay. Let's wrap this thing up, man. So I, I, listen, I, I've been proud to be partnered with you guys. It's no secret that Scipio has been a, a sponsor of the show for the last couple of months, and we're excited to be working with you. I took that really seriously before I let someone be involved with my show. You're the very first sponsor we've ever had, um, and it's because your stuff works. I've, I've looked at it. I know it works. I know your people. Like I've been blown away by the experience I had as someone just as you talk to me, and it's really easy for me. Now, we've put together a free trial, so here's how I want to finish. How do people connect with you how do they learn more about Scipio and how do they, you know, get a chance to use your, your stuff with, you know, compliments of our partnership?
1: Oh, I appreciate that. So number one, you can reach me on LinkedIn. If you want to send me a, a direct message, I'd be more than happy to get back with you and, and, and talk about how Scipio can benefit you. You can go to Scipio.com and uh, start looking at the product, you know, whether you're a single individual or you have a sales team, we fit very, very well within your organization. So we have those that are, are single individuals, are those that are running teams of uh, dozens, if not hundreds of dozens. So um, we're a good fit for for your organization. With Rob, we do have the free trial. But I'm going to throw in something a little extra, Rob. Boom. Here it is. One of the things that we talked about today is this idea of the consultant will help you like craft really good messages. They help with integrations and technical stuff as well. but for listeners of this podcast, if they call in and they get the product, um, I'll throw in an extra hour of consulting. It's a $200 an hour um, wow. offer. So wow. we'll give that to them as well. Um, but they've got to mention that they heard you on the Sales Leadership Podcast, Rob Jepson. Yeah, and We'll take care of them and we'll make sure they get off on the right foot. Because we find that people who it, you don't need weeks and months to see ROI. It, you'll see it in days. If you're doing it right, texting will immediately work for you.
0: So I'm gonna say, like I always say when I when I talk about you guys on the spot, they're gonna hear it when I talk about the so what here in about 10 seconds, right? Go to skipio.com, use use the code name Rob or reach out on on the email and, and tell them I sent you. That's all I'll say is That's tell right. them I sent you. That's right. Eric, man, you have been outstanding. Congratulations on building such a, a important company for the sales community. Thank you for your commitment to helping us. Uh, he's Eric Buckley. He is the president of Scipio. He's helping salespeople worldwide double their response response rates, and he's having a great time doing it. Uh, If you didn't feel of his passion today, you're crazy. Uh, Go to the Patreon community. I'm going to chop up a bunch of of the segments from this, and I'll I'll share it to you guys so you can see some of the videos of us talking. And uh, if you haven't found texting to work the right way yet, just means you haven't got the right tool. And I'll tell you, go give them a try. So, Eric, thanks for joining us, my friend. And as I say to everybody, happy selling. You're the best, Rob. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another So What portion of the Sales Leadership Podcast, where we break down that interview and we ask ourselves, why did that conversation even matter? Hey, I am so grateful that I got to have Eric on the show today. Texting is super important. It's a really important tool, but like any tool, it's got to be used correctly. And that's one of the reasons why I chose to take Scipio as my very first partner as part of the sales leadership podcast. I've had tons of organizations reach out to me, but Scipio is the first one that I've decided to work with. And the reason is it's so important to get texting done right. I think it's this, this final platform that hasn't been burned yet. And I want to help all of our listeners have an inside track on what's working best. So I've had several of the sales managers I work with start using the Scipio platform, and I keep getting rave reviews for two reasons. The first is just how simple it is to do things in a real personalized way. And the second is, it works. It's bringing results that they can't like turn away from. One of the sales leaders that I work with has seen a 40% improvement in show rate just by using Scipio, and 40% is a number that's so big, I don't think you can afford not to check it out. Listen, not all text messaging platforms are created equal. Scipio's platform is easily the most powerful and most personal one that I've been introduced to. It's just that simple. And I've looked around because I think this is so important. And if you're looking to engage with more of your clients, and if you're working to get more prospects to your demos and discovery meetings, then take my advice and start using Scipio. I know the team personally. I know they'll give you an amazing experience. And I've made it so you can have a free month with no strings attached, compliments of the Sales Leadership Podcast. Head to Scipio.com, tell them I sent you by using the code ROB on that sign-up page. You're going to love it when you see the monthly fee go from whatever it is down to zero when you hit apply that code, okay? Uh, but what you're going to really love is how quickly using the right texting platform can change the game for the members of your team. Now, this podcast is also brought to you by my company, the Jepson Performance Group. Listen, if you're one of those companies that has spent lots of money on sales training, sales tools, and sales process, but then they've left you on your own to figure out what your sales leadership model needs to look like, you need to hit me up. Because there's no shortcuts to success, but I can help you get there faster if you take the most direct route. And if you like the content of this podcast, I promise you, you're going to like the content that I put in the community I have for sales leaders, Sales Leadership United. Honestly, it's like a Home Depot for sales leaders. I got an aisle with every topic you could ever imagine. I got my very best content with over a hundred hours of training materials, and and every week I have very specific things that I release in the forms of new podcasts, new trainings, new videos that you can use. Okay, and, and you'll find everything you need in Sales Leadership United. And, and if you've never had a coach in your corner. I promise you now is the time to give it a try. With so many things changing, you do not have to be the one who reinvents things. I've found that the greatest performers in the world in every discipline invest in themselves. So do yourself a favor and save your most precious resource, your time. Because small improvements create disproportionate results in both sales and sales leadership. And if you can win just a little bit more, if you can win just a little bit faster, if you can create even the smallest advantage over those you compete with, because we're in a winner-take-all environment, you'll create massive results. And if you want to find those small advantages that create massive results, you need to hit me up today. Now, I love the quote by Grady Booch. Maybe you've heard it. He, he uh, He's a famous IBMer. Uh, that said, a fool with a tool is still a fool. I'd go so far as to extend his statement to say, a fool with a tool is a dangerous fool. And in my career, I've come across plenty of these dangerous fools. And I'm telling you, they can wreak havoc on an organization. They can wreak havoc on the relationships with those people in your market. And you need to be really careful to make sure that you don't turn your sales team into dangerous fools who are armed with tools but don't have the knowledge or the insight to make a difference. Because as a result, they just make a mess. i found this happens all the time in sales. There's a reason so many people avoid sales interactions with salespeople. Because we get a tool and then once we have a hammer, everything becomes a nail. And I believe we're at a time where the email-only sequences and cadences are dead. Okay, I see so many people that still want to hide behind email. They're hoping for the next kind of silver bullet script. They try to write these, these amazing scripts, and then they hit send to all, and then they wonder why it doesn't do anything for them. And I'll tell you the reason why. We're at a time where 80% or more of emails are never, ever opened. We're at the end of the email only era. Now, omnichannel works. Phone still works. I still am one of those people that said, if I could only have one tool, I'd want you to give me a phone. Um, adding insights to communities and social media like LinkedIn, that still works. But just messaging hit all, you know, that doesn't work. Video came on the scene like five years ago, and if you aren't using video, you're behind. And I need to have a best practice and video update again because it's become so important. Um I I, I just use video today to follow up with someone I'm in a sales process with, and and the feedback was almost immediate and it was awesome. They were appreciative of me using video the way I used it in the process. But I think text is the next horizon. I want you to think long and hard about some of the things Eric said. You know, I love what he said, how, how many of your texts do you receive and never read? The answer is like none. Uh, I love to stat that 98% of all text messages get open and get read, particularly if they're done in a, in a personalized way, not that little five digit code way. And, and if you're like me, you read them all. And so you need to make sure you're considering how you build texting into your sales process right now. Use the tool in a way that customers appreciate. Eric gave us the blueprint of how to get started. Don't use it for closing. Don't use it for negotiating. Do use it for helping speed the lead in the original outreach. And and do use it as a follow-up mechanism because you're going to find that you're going to get a significant lift in, in, A, how fast people respond to you, and B, that show rate when they set meetings with you. And so I think that that obvious starting point in reminders is an easy place to start. And you'll find it works exponentially better than email. The good news is text is still emerging. It hasn't been burned yet. It's not the standard yet. You'll have a really great opportunity to stand out and be different by using it. So you want to use tools in a way that make working with you and buying from you really, really easy. And that means you've got to be figuring out this text one right now. You need to be testing the ways that you can use text in your sales process. If you're not, start doing it now. Because it's for sure the way your customers are most likely to respond. And in a world where personalization matters... Text is a fantastic way to have personalization that makes all the difference. So find the right tool and then make sure that you learn to use it the right way and in the right places. Because when you do, you're going to start to have a competitive advantage, at least for a while. Now, a lot of organizations are going to continue to hide behind email only. And those people will get increasingly worse results. Make sure it's not you. As a leader of your sales team, you owe it to those you lead to help them find the most modern, most effective ways to connect with those you're trying to help. And if you think you're, you know, and, and if you think that you need to work text in your game, you're right, okay? Start working it cuz I think Gary Vaynerchuk had it right when he said we're in the attention game. You're going to have a lot more success by getting the attention of those you're working with if you can provide a personalized experience in the mode of communication that they prefer. And text is something you've got to crack the code on, okay? Again, I'm going to repeat myself. Eric gave us great pointers. It's bad for closing. It's bad for negotiating. It's fantastic for speed to lead, and it's fantastic for improving follow-up. So if you're not getting mobile numbers in your process, fix it immediately. I love what Eric said. He said, demand it. Don't wait for it. Demand it. Because it will give you a massive advantage if you choose to. And that's why I'm so glad we had Eric join us today. We've never covered this topic before. I'm super grateful we had an expert that would share insights around how to get texting right with us today. And if you aren't connected with Eric, reach out to him. Do it today. Do it now. And be sure to tell him I sent you because I want you to take advantage of that free hour of consulting. This is the way you get on the right path to having a tool and not being a fool. Or worse, the dangerous fool. So Eric, my man, thank you so much for joining us joining me on this important topic. I really appreciate you sharing your experiences of how organizations are getting things right. Your insights will help sales leaders worldwide tap into this very personal way of connecting with our customers. I got to also thank Scipio. If you haven't done so already, make sure you head over to scipio.com and take advantage of their free 30-day trial by using their tool for yourself. Go to the sign up link, enter the code ROB, R O B. Start communicating with your prospects the way they want to be communicated with, and you'll just be the next sales manager that reaches out to me and tells me how easy and how cool this is for you, okay? And I also think you'll be the next sales manager that gets results faster than you might have thought possible. So try it out because you got nothing to lose. Finally, thanks to each of you, our listeners. If you liked this episode, please do me the favor of going to iTunes and give us another five-star review. It goes a long way in helping me continue to get the best guests in the world on our show. And I want to finish the way I always do be elite, live strong, chase your passions and don't worry, just execute because we got you. Thank you so much for joining the sales leadership podcast, the award-winning sales leadership podcast for those sales leaders looking to create legendary impact to those they lead. The greatest compliment you can give is to share this show and any of your favorite episodes with your fellow sales leaders, social media followers, or other communities you're part of. The Sales Leadership Podcast is brought to you by the Jepson Performance Group. If you want to discuss any of the topics discussed on the show, want to level up your leadership impact, discuss executive coaching services, or even include me at an upcoming event, hit me up at rob at jetpg.com. That's rob at jeppg.com. And to those of you working to become a legendary sales leader, I salute you and wish you much success on your journey. Whenever you need someone in your corner, you know where to find me.